So, as I mentioned, this morning we're not just worshiping, but we're talking about worship. And we will do that using Psalm 131. And I've asked another young member of our congregation, Chloe, to read it. So just a tiny bit of context before she reads. Our purpose in talking about worship is that it's one of our core practices as a church. As we come out of the pandemic, we're, we're saying we're together again on a journey, just as has been our tagline for more than a decade. But the question is, okay, why are we together? Why do we do this thing called church? And how does worship play into that? So I invite you to turn to Psalm 131. It's the second shortest psalm in the book of Psalms, and Chloe will read it for us. She's going to use the New Living Translation. When my heart is not proud, my eyes are not haughty, I don't concern myself with matters too great or too awesome for me to grasp. Instead, I have calmed and quieted myself like a weaned child who no longer cries for its mother's milk. Yes, like a weaned child my, is my soul within me. O Israel, put your hope in the Lord now and always. Lord, thanks be to God. And thank you, Chloe. Have you ever gone on a retreat? Many of us, if we are given the opportunity, may have the chance to go on a solitary retreat, maybe a longer period of time to think about what our purpose in life is. Maybe it's an important time in life. Maybe we are really weighed down, and so we go on a solitary retreat to reconnect with God. There are also marriage retreats or relationship retreats. Dave and I went on one of those during COVID. It was not the same, but we sat for a few hours together in a quiet house, watching the screen, learning about what it meant to be married, hopefully renewing, rejuvenating as we talked together as a married couple. But there are also many group retreats. Maybe you've been on one of those. When I was in college, I served on the residence life staff. And so each summer, just before students would come, we would come together on campus, but then we'd go off-site somewhere, often camping, so that we could grow together as a team. And the purpose of that retreat was fun, obviously, but it was also to grow relationships and to learn skills that were going to help us in the regular work of being leaders in the residence life. I've heard that some schools around here in grade seven, or maybe also in high school, there are special retreats where students get to go off-site, do adventures, try hard things, and grow together. Why do we retreat? Well, literally, retreat means to take a step back. And sometimes taking a step back from our regular life is a valuable way to grow, to learn, to take a look at something that is hard to do in regular life. It allows us to focus. It also gives us a chance to learn new skills like leadership or communication skills in a relationship. It 
helps us to form trust with the people that we work with or lead with or serve with. It forms who we are and it forms how we do our role. Why do I ask you about a retreat? Well, I want to suggest to you that worship, what we're doing right now on Sunday morning, feeling unweaned, desperate for God, and experiencing someone else's trust might enable us to loosen our anxious hold a little. We get to see one another worship And that in itself could be an encouragement and a blessing. It strikes me that in this call to owe Israel, to reminding himself that worship is communal, the psalmist is giving us a foretaste of what God has planned for us in the future. I've said that God's desire is reconciliation with all of creation, to reconcile everything back to God, to reconcile relationships. And it strikes me that when worship is done well, we get a foretaste of shalom, of peace, of flourishing, of restoration, right here in this worship space. And that can't happen when it's just us and God. We get to see it best when we are the diversity of the followers of Jesus Christ gathered in one space. I wonder also whether the psalmist might even be saying in, oh Israel, hope in the Lord, whether it might be a call even beyond those who are following God actively, but it might even be a call to those who do not yet know God in a covenant way. We too, as we worship the God who has made us, have an invitation to share with others the hope and the confidence and the contentment that he offers. So worship as a retreat, we get to practice being humble, being content, being confident. We get a foretaste of what God has in store for all of creation, as is depicted in Revelation 7, when people from all nationalities, all races, all countries, all peoples come together before the throne worshiping him. And I hope that this posture that we get to practice here on Sunday mornings shapes us for the rest of Sunday, for the rest of Monday, for the rest of the week, for the rest of our lives, so that we can practice this wherever we are, wherever we go. I invite you to think today, maybe with your home church, or with your household, or with a friend, or in a journal, how does this thing that we do together on Sunday morning shape you? for what God has called to you the rest of your days on this earth. And now you can listen to James and Emily's answer. When I reflect reflect on how worship connects connects to my daily life of walking with God, there are many many things things that come to mind. 
There's something, There's something profoundly mysterious and beautiful when people join together to worship. I love the songs we sing because they proclaim truth. Truth about, truth about God, truth about, truth about humanity, humanity, truth about, truth our, about our life's experience, truth about, truth about Jesus and his spirit. And his spirit. Worship, worship is a proclamation of truth. To worship, to worship in community, in community is, so is so beautiful, and I want to live, wanna live in, this in this truth. Worship music, worship music plays, a plays a big role in my life, and it definitely, and it definitely inspires me every day. Every morning, every morning my, dad my dad and I will listen to worship music on the way to school. Sometimes, sometimes we, sing, we sing, and sometimes, and sometimes we just, we just sit there and meditate on what the song might be saying. Some of you, Some of you might sing worship songs and listen to them. But have you, but ever, have you ever really sat and heard what the song is saying? If you haven't, if you haven't I highly, I highly suggest, suggest doing that, because for, because for me, 